Buongiorno mondo and welcome back to 15 with Fosca, the podcast. And thank you, grazie infinite, once again to Elisabetta Verdone, founder of Florence's Mona Lisa Italian Language and Culture School, for continuing our truly fascinating chiacchierata about the Italian language and culture. So you mentioned earlier something that I really liked, um, which is that you also are, um, you have such a beautiful space here, but I love the fact that you're also amenable to moving mm-hmm. if you have students who prefer, for example, maybe having Italian inside of a cafe or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you, like me, are an adoptive Florentine. Um, do you have a favorite place in Florence that you like to take students to for either a cultural visit or just to say, oh my God, this is my favorite place in Florence. You have to see it. Do mm-hmm. you have a place that your heart is just has, has stolen your heart. It's hard in Florence. I know to, to spot just a, a few places. Um, I love uh, Florence deeply. I um, lived in many other places and uh, I consider myself always a traveler. But when I uh, arrived in Florence a few years ago, twelve years ago, uh, I realized that here I felt quiet. Like my all my attempts of uh, escaping were. Uh, gone so I could uh, feel well here so I realized that that was my place Mm -hmm. and very often when my students ask me is it the uh, best place to live I always say uh, probably not but uh, if it's the answer of your uh, inner question yes it is and um, there are uh, it depends a lot on mood also because there are uh, evenings that uh, just like to wander around and to enjoy the medieval alleys to feel the history one of my favorites is uh, the walk that leads to San Miniato uh, because from there you can embrace Florence and uh, you can uh, talk to, to the students, this is something that I often do and you can have a moment of um, silence in the, inside the church that is so magical mm-hmm. and even the historical cemetery around is unique. It's incredible, yeah. So this is one of my favorite. Then I have to say that a lot of places uh, I discovered that thank you to my students because they share with me their favorite. Okay. Uh, the, there are students that, for example, they love to learn in the lunch and learn. So there is a kind of casual lunch oh. uh, where we um, talk um, in a casual way in Italian and this is combined with the structured Italian in the class. So together it works very well. So I discovered a lot of nice, little, beautiful places. Also, thank you to them. Right, right. And if if someone only had a day in Florence, mm-hmm. where where would you tell them to go? If they just had really a limited amount of time, what would you recommend that they do or see? Probably Oltrarno, because I always felt the... Um, the, the charm of uh, Oltrarno is the most popular uh, and the typical part of Florence. Uh, uh, now it's becoming a little bit too, too trendy, <laughs> but this is still one of my favorite areas. Yeah, and I agree with you because I live there. And so, uh, although I, I, I live a little further out, and so um, there's a little more quiet mm-hmm. um, there. So I want to go back to the Italian language and this might not be an easy word, an easy question for you, but what is, do you have a favorite word mm-hmm. in Italian? Do you have a favorite Italian word? For an Italian teacher that is in love of Italian language, this is particularly hard. 
I want to say that there are two words that in my opinion teaching Italian I discovered that they can define a little bit the Italian culture and I found sometimes hard to translate these two words in another language. Okay. One is uh, passeggiare, okay. um, that uh, really define what Italians do all the time, uh, or very often. So passeggiare means uh, not to walk, because the walk is uh, um, towards a destination, a goal. Passeggiare is when you walk somewhere, but you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. You just enjoy the walk itself, and you enjoy the atmosphere, uh, what you see around, what you um, listen you slow down, you stop to, to look at some store, mm -hmm. you talk to a friend, you maybe stop for a coffee, this is passeggiare. And uh, Italians don't even know that they do it all the time, they <laughs> don't go anywhere, they just passeggiano. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's uh, very nice for me to explain this to uh, my students because it's not obvious, even though for us it is. Yeah. And the other one is chiacchierare, that is also very hard to uh, learn how to pronounce for my students. It's very hard to pronounce. Chiacchierare. <laughs> chiacchierare. Perfect. Yeah, I've been here for a long time though. <laughs> you practice a lot your chiacchierare. Exactly. And also this is part of Italian culture because it's uh, what Italians do together with uh, uh, probably a glass of wine or some food with the friends. So it's uh, really a social thing. Mm -hmm. And it's much different from just to talk or to chat. Mm -hmm. uh, it's different from a small uh, talk because you can also have uh, a very deep uh, conversation in a chiacchierata. Absolutely. Um, and this is something that uh, creates a kind of uh, endorphins. You feel well when you mm -hmm. are... Uh, among friends, um, probably with something to drink and to eat, and you can share a nice chiacchierata. Mm -hmm. I love the fact that you used two words that are so um, tied to mm -hmm. Italian culture, mm -hmm. and I think you did a wonderful job of explaining not only the words themselves, but the cultural meaning that they have, and this is something that's really important to me, um, is to prepare people coming over to Italy for their time here. And so I think one of the things, obviously in an ideal world, a little Italian goes a long way. So mm -hmm. if someone can even just get acquainted with some words, um, even listening to our podcast or, or maybe in other ways. So I wanted to ask you, um, for those coming to Florence or to Italy and who really want to learn the language and the culture. Are there any musicians or songs you would recommend or films that have come out recently that you think might be good both from a linguistic point of view, but also from this important cultural um, point of view that you talk about, you know, words like passeggiata and chiacchierata are so loaded with um, cultural meaning. And are there, for example, songs or films or any other um, medium that you would recommend those who are out there trying to learn the Italian language um, look into in order to, to better prepare for their time of um, study here in Italy? Mm -hmm. Well, um, what you said, I really believe in this, uh, to this point because I think that the languages are so connected to the culture. They are really one unique thing. There is no way of separating them because the language is not a list of grammatical rules or words or expressions, but it's a tool or a key that opens a world that is made of people, traditions, history, art, view of life, lifestyle, 
so it's just the best way of getting into the into a culture mm-hmm. that's why for me it's so fascinating because it's never just a word yeah um, and uh, I think I, I often suggest my students to use all the tools that they can get even just walking around and listening to the people chatting in a bar and of course now it's possible to um, to, to use Netflix or other ways to, to watch a movie uh, so we do uh, often a list of songs and the film that we suggest but this is also depending on the taste sure, because right. we connect to the point of personal class Absolutely. so knowing the students then we can be much more personal uh, about the songs, we often use the songs also in our uh, classes uh, to make the, um, uh, the lessons more fun and interactive. I uh, personally found out that when you uh, give them uh, to the students uh, something that is catchy, uh, like a melody that is catchy, is very good because they can learn easily something for summers. I heard some students singing the same song, <laughs> uh, like um, uh, once we had in a, a class that was about the future tense, Un'avventura di Battisti, mm-hmm. and uh, this student was going on for months uh, singing Un'avventura. Um, I would uh, for sure recommend something more uh, actual, modern, maybe for the catchy songs but also to look at the lyric of uh, some songwriter that are uh, like uh, very important, like the base of Italian music, because uh, they look really like uh, poems sometimes. So uh, how not to mention someone like uh, Di André, Guccini, Dalla, Gaber, it's impossible to have a list about them, but to know the Italian culture, also not just uh, to stop at the... um, uh, melodic part but uh, also try to stop and read some uh, uh, lyric yeah because they're they're poetry absolutely, I mean, absolutely. many of those cases are, are mm-hmm. just pure poetry and any movies come out lately or even in the past few years that you think you're that I don't know that are helpful mm-hmm. in terms of understanding Italian language and culture well, about um, a movie I would suggest because they are also available on Netflix Prime um, um, Tutta Colpa di Freud, which is ah. a comedy that is um, a kind of a um, few years ago, was, uh, and is uh, light, is fun, uh, but is set in Trastevere in Rome, that is an um, area that they really love, mm-hmm. and it shows a little bit the Italian culture, how it changed in terms of family situation, mm-hmm. but how it is still very Italian in the strong connection between the family members. And then also um, something more uh, classic, like um, La Leggenda del Pianista sull'Oceano, that I always loved. Also the music is Mm -hmm. amazing. La Vita è Bella is, I know, is so known, won the Oscar, so it's already very... uh, But for me is uh, always, if you never seen that, uh, is a must. Okay. So we... I want to move on from um, this conversation about cultural preparation and ask you, a more personal question. I know that Florence, opening a school in Florence was your dream and obviously you think Florence is the perfect place to study Italian because it's Florence, you know, birthplace of Dante and it's so inspiring. But if you could open up another school in Italy today or tomorrow, somebody just hands you a big 
bunch of money and says, Elisabetta, <laughs> go open a school somewhere. Where, where would you open a language school in Italy right now and why? This is a particularly fun question because okay. recently I had a kind of um, proposal, not really concrete, but uh, there was a kind of a vague proposal from a student in San Diego in California because um, I've been there to meet this student that was a very nice story. She's, uh, um, she lives in San Diego, uh, is a one-to-one student uh, and uh, she invited me to spend a period of time uh, with her and to have uh, a classes in person after two years of online classes so we never met before. Wow. That was a very wonderful time. We of course, of course uh, had uh, Italian classes together but uh, most of all we became strong friends and she was uh, asking me okay let's open uh, another Mona Lisa here because it would be great also to inspire someone then to uh, have a trip to Italy so you can really share the Italian culture and language here and I also think that uh, it's become a kind of trendy learning Italian in some part I, I see with my American students mm. Many of them, they sometimes just for fun, they ask me, okay, let's open uh, um, another Mona Lisa here in the States. So this is something that uh, I've been thinking, of course, is just uh, something very like a dream. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were uh, talking about uh, this lately. Um, or I would choose, uh, if I, I would think about Italy, um, something completely different uh, from uh, um, art city like Florence, so something uh, like in the nature, like by the sea or in a natural, natural environment, to have more uh, the learning through the, um, another kind of culture, yeah. not the historical or mm-hmm. artistic culture, but like um, through the food, like uh, food classes mm-hmm. or um, um, ex- exploration in the nature, something completely different. That sounds wonderful. Both ideas actually sound fantastic. I think we should keep talking about them because I like the idea of Mona Lisa in San Diego, but I love the idea of um, a language school that's dedicated to Italian culture on a larger scale mm-hmm. because there's so much going on. We're coming close to the end of, of our time together, but I wanted to ask you two final questions. And one is to, to sort of go back to something that you just said. You said that you're seeing it becoming a little more trendy to mm-hmm. study Italian. And I want to know if you have an opinion on why that might be, or if your students have shared with you why there is all of a sudden this increased interest, if, which it sounds to me like there is, and I, I'm seeing it, but I wanted to hear from you because you're an expert, why all of a sudden this interest, not only in Italian culture, but in learning the Italian language. And then my last question will be, since I'm asked Fosca, mm-hmm. is there something that you would like to ask me? Or if you is there something you think that maybe a student coming to Florence should ask me before coming here? So I'll let you answer the first question, which is more about why is the Italian language so hot now? And then you can ask me whatever you want as we close out our conversation today. Okay, uh, about the fact uh, why Italian language is becoming more trendy, I um, was investigating uh, as well because it's something that um, I've been noticing the last uh, probably two years. Um, last, uh, when um, um, I, I noticed in the last two years that uh, a lot of uh, students 
are coming uh, not just to study but to stay, to remain or to try uh, a period in Florence, in Italy. Florence is of course very iconic, so if you would choose Italy, Florence is one of the first choices sure. for sure. I think that is the attraction also after the pandemic to a um, uh, slower pace, a different um, lifestyle, something that is usually connected with the idea of Italy. For a lot of my American students that move here at the beginning, uh, the time it looks like uh, stretched out sometimes because they feel like uh, Italians are, um, have another uh, idea about how to spend time, what are the priorities. So I think that is also becoming more trendy, this idea of um, having a different time, giving more priority to the personal um, relationships, uh, time to the people, time to what we like to do, and also slowing down, um, having um, um, a nice life with uh, good food, uh, passeggiata, chiacchierata, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, all these um, ingredients. Yeah. So I noticed, uh, talking to my students, that this idea of a different life is becoming more popular after the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I think that this is one of the elements. Yeah. Also the fact that now it's possible to work from anywhere emphasized this, uh, this fact. Absolutely. And also probably is, um, there is also a, a, stereo, a lot of stereotypes about Italy. Italy is, um, if sometimes they just move here or come here because they watched uh, Eat, Bray, Love or uh, Under the Toscan Sun. So this is uh, a percentage of uh, attraction. Mm -hmm. Then probably they come here and they know the more uh, uh, real Italy and they can end up in two different ways or mm -hmm. they really fall in love and they start to really feel the Italy as it is, uh, with mm -hmm. the contradictions, uh, with the difficulties, with the uh, parts that are absolutely unpredictable. That's right. Uh, or they end up with a sense of frustration, like mm -hmm. it's not what they imagine. Okay. But in most of the cases, when they accept the real Italy and they fall, fall in love, then uh, they often decide to stay. So we are dealing more and more with the students that mm -hmm. they are trying to find a way to get uh, a visa, to remain, uh, or to extend their period here. Before it wasn't like that, it was much a shorter period. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you and it's something that, mm -hmm. that I've been seeing as well and it's why I, it's something that I've been talking a lot about with my other guests as well. So this sort of post-pandemic boom mm -hmm. in Florence and in Italy of people who are looking for that maybe coveted Italian dolce vita, mm -hmm. um, but what I'm, and I say this all the time, but I'm trying to prepare people who are listening to our podcast today and who are listening to you. And I'm so glad that you said this. I'm trying to help people prepare for the beauty of Italy, but also the underbelly, mm -hmm. the reality. Mm -hmm. And so I'm so glad that you brought that up because it's one of those things that I think the more you know, mm -hmm. the, the more success you'll have. And this is sort of wherever you go. And since we're at our last question of our podcast today, is there anything that you want to ask Valsa? Ask me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so from my point of view, I, of course, I'm curious to know what are the main motivations or reasons why your uh, clients uh, want to decide to learn um, Italian language, for example. Mm. So what are their whys? Because I always ask my students why as a okay. first question. 
So what do they say to you? What do they ask you? Okay, so I'm glad you, you asked this because um, it depends on the client exactly as it does for you, for the student. And so I have some clients that already have a pretty good knowledge of Italian um, who are either, it, it's because of their heritage, maybe they have Italian-American heritage, so they decided to study it in college and now it's gotten a little rusty and so they want to move back to Florence or to Italy maybe with the sole purpose of studying the language or improving the language. But a lot of my clients are um, those longer term um, uh, citizens of the US or other places who want to spend extended periods of time in Florence or in Italy and they want the language because it's a key mm -hmm. to being part of the culture. And so my advice is, an insider here as someone who's lived for 25 years in Italy as I think a true insider it's because I, I speak the language mm -hmm. and so I most of my clients have that desire because ultimately they want to find a community they want to find culture they want to be able to interact with people from all over the world who are coming to Florence and I think that's something important as well um, you know Italian is becoming the common language. So in other words, in, in Florence, obviously you can speak English, you can speak a million different languages, but I find myself often when I'm speaking, I was recently, um, I, I met a lovely, I worked with um, a lovely young woman from Peru and I don't speak Spanish and mm -hmm. she didn't speak English. So our common language was Italian. And so mm -hmm. that also happens mm -hmm. as well. So I think that fundamentally, um, you know, my clients are on, um, they're you know on a on a journey if we want to go back to the start of the podcast which was talking about the learning journey and so most of my clients really want to come to Italy in a way that is very culturally meaningful and and significant and I think that the way to do that is through language mm -hmm. and so and through studying at a place like the Mona Lisa School here in Florence with someone like Elisabetta. So I wanted to thank you. I think this has been a lovely conversation and I hope you'll come back and um, join me for another episode of 15 with Fosca and maybe we can, I don't know, talk to some of your students or, oh, yeah. or maybe we can sit in on one of your classes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nice. I would love to have you back anytime you want and I want to thank you again for taking the time to talk to me today and to tell us more about the wonderful Mona Lisa School. Thank Florence. you to you, thank you to you, and uh, I will be always happy to have you here. Grazie mille, grazie a tutti, e alla prossima volta. Grazie, buona giornata a tutti. Grazie Elisabetta for joining me once again on 15 with Fosca and for opening the doors of your wonderful school to me yet again. I look forward to our future conversations very much. Many thanks again, and grazie mille to all of our wonderful listeners out there. Ciao, ciao.